there. Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact, celebrating teen changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing, and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. On today's episode, you'll meet E.K., a high school senior from Connecticut who tells a familiar story, that the boredom of lockdown during the early days of the pandemic sparked her passion for baking. She now creates delicious treats and sells them through her nonprofit, Community Cookies, and donates proceeds to organizations that are doing racial justice and equity work, something she cares deeply about. I really enjoyed this conversation with a fellow first-generation American. E.K.'s parents are from Nigeria. Mine were from Ukraine. And I'm so grateful for the way E.K. explains an important concept, social entrepreneurship. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to introduce you to my new friend, E.K., who is in a part of the world where I grew up. So I'm just so excited to meet her. Hey, E.K., how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more? Tell us how old you are, where you go to school, what you're interested in, and then tell us all about Community Cookies. So hi, my name is E.K. I'm a rising senior in high school from Jonathan Law High School in Milford, Connecticut. I was born and raised here, and um, I think what is a really huge part of my identity is me being Nigerian-American. I feel like, especially growing up in Connecticut, which is predominantly not Nigerian or of color, I think I've learned um, really in my experience to be bold and be different and kind of take that difference with pride and be interested in things like social justice or organizing or racial justice and kind of learning equality throughout that and um, inspiring others to do the same. Amazing. So are you first generation? Did your family, your mom and dad come here? Yeah. So my parents came in right before I was born in 2006. And my two siblings who are older than me, um, one is seven, one is eight years older than me. Um, but they came here as well with them. And they came like right before I was born. So I was born here, but my siblings were born in Nigeria. So it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Absolutely. So I share that experience a little bit. My parents were from Ukraine and they came here after World War II. They actually had me and my siblings all here, but I'm a first generation American as well. And I hear you, you know, I'm growing up in New Haven, inner city New Haven, which is where I was born and raised. It's uh, a place, you know, where people couldn't pronounce my name. So I, I really do share, share that experience. But why don't you tell us all about Community Cookies? Like, how did this get started? First of all, I love cookies, so I want to know everything about them. I want to know if I can, if I can buy them online, because I will be buying some. How did it get started, and, and what are you doing with that? Yeah, so my love for baking started mostly in 2020, I think, for other people as well, where people were kind of stuck in the house, and it was a really sad time, but at the same time, um, people were trying to like find joy in little things, so like baking banana bread or just quite literally anything. Um, so I kind of found my love for baking there, but at first my love for baking didn't really work out because I tried to make lemon cake for some reason, but then I messed up all the ratios and like, instead of adding like one cup of flour, I added like three for some reason. And then I put the same amount of like butter and sugar. So it just turned into like a rock hard, like it wasn't cake, but, um, <laughs> and I was so disappointed because I was like, this has to work out. Like I see all the, these videos all the time on social media and everywhere. It's like, yeah, like, of course, like they make it easily and like it's fine, but like. 
the way I made it, it was horrible. So that really, like, that really bummed me out. And it really, like, thought, made me think that I wasn't going to, like, at least bake in the future or at least do it well. But <laughs> I, like, learned from my sister and she said baking was a science. And I hate science, but I had to take that into consideration when choosing to actually learn how to bake. Um, so the next time I baked, I followed the recipe to a tea. And um, I kind of did everything exact. And I think it was like a chocolate cake or something, but I made it correctly. Um, and then that really started my love for baking. I was like, this is such a cool craft. Like, you can practically, like, do anything and um, it'll be fine. So I started making, like, cake. I made a lot of banana bread, um, a lot of, like, breads, cookies, cakes. And I even, like, started this kind of before then in 2020 where, like, I made a separate business justice treat when I couldn't continue it. But it was basically centered around the same thing I'm doing now with community cookies where I, um, like, I bake just all types of treats. I bake, like, cupcakes and cookies and everything like that. Um, and then our account like centered around like racial justice and social justice and things like that, which is kind of taking over in 2020 specifically. But I think that really started my journey of not only baking, but also social justice. So, um, throughout the rest of my high school career and like beyond since that, I've been basically just baking for my friends and I would just like bake one day after school and then bring all of them in like Tupperware, you know, like a big bag to all my friends and teachers and, um, they would just enjoy it. And, I also found a love for social justice through the process and uh, joining like certain like local organizations. And I interned for one of them where I kind of created um, social media posts and that advocated for kind of students' experiences. And I also like talked to educators and stuff like that. So um, I think through that, out that process, I really found a love not only for baking, but also for social justice. And in that process, this last year, I kind of started building community cookies. And I have like a cookie bar here. But essentially, this is the Oreo cheesecake cookie bar um but essentially what we do is create unique cookie bars and then we sell them like around certain events locally um and then also online so we create these unique cookie bars we kind of create awareness on social media um and in that process we pick an organization each month this month it's the connecticut citizen action group and then we donate a portion of our revenue to um those local organizations that are helping and addressing equity within connecticut specifically Amazing. So social entrepreneurship 101 here, basically. Um, and in my book that I wrote last summer, there was a whole chapter on social entrepreneurship. And I basically say exactly what you just said, which is find the thing that you love to do and do it and then figure out a way to create a business so you can do well by doing good. So um, you can make some money for yourself. You can recoup the cost of the ingredients that you're using and all those good things and then give away a portion of the proceeds to something that you care about. And it also raises tremendous amounts of awareness. I also really loved what you said about finding different organizations to support. So tell me about that. So this month you come up with an Oreo cookie bar or something delicious. Um, and so this, this month you're focusing on um, the Citizens Actions Group. But what, so you decided to do that as opposed to finding one cause permanently to support. So tell me more about that process for you. I think I wanted to do monthly organizations, not only kind of just to highlight the different ones available in Connecticut to kind of really tell um, like our community, like there are other organizations out there. Um, there are several that are addressing equity and helping to um, make sure it's a reality in Connecticut. Um, and I think that's kind of the reason why I chose to do it monthly because there are so many different organizations in Connecticut that are working towards this change and towards these issues that I think it's really important to highlight each one and highlight their differences, highlight their similarities and kind of understanding what they're doing to kind of change tonight. 
Absolutely. No, I think it's a wonderful idea. And again, the raising awareness piece is if somebody is a big fan of your cookies and, and is like, oh, well, what's she going to do this month? You know, and then, you know, I'm sure you provide information about how you can learn more about the organizations that you're um, supporting. Tell me if you've kind of faced any challenges here, aside from the, the initial lemon bar debacle, which I totally can relate to. <laughs> my, my husband loves to tell a story about when he was a kid, he made cookies and instead of sugar, he put salt and he didn't, he didn't taste them and brought them in. So we've all been there. We've all been there. But aside from uh, recipe disasters, have you faced any challenges in this? You know, I'm sure just getting the materials, you know, finding the money to do that. So tell me a little bit about the kind of obstacles that you faced and how you've overcome them. Yeah, so just in terms of materials, I kind of already basically had everything just because I've been baking for so long and it's kind of like been a passion of mine for a while that I was like, okay, so I have the resources. And there are also like other local organizations that like I'm working with like that collect, I guess, food that's not really like being used like flour or egg from like grocery stores and they've like honored or offered to kind of give it to me. Uh, so that's one way I also like gain ingredients without having to spend a lot of money on it. And then just in terms of another, I guess, kind of hardship that I do face will have to be, I guess, overcoming the barrier of like fear, I would say. Because a lot of times when reaching out to adults or local organizations to kind of showcase my product or like sell the product at like farmers markets or local events, I kind of come up with this sense of like, I guess, self-doubt where it's like, oh no, like, will they even like allow me to, I guess, sell the cookie bars or will they think I'm good enough? But when I kind of overcome that barrier and understand like most of the time people actually want to like help and they want to help amplify this company and help promote equity. I'm like, okay, so these people actually like are um, interested in what I'm doing and they want to hear me out. So it's like, why fear when, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's exactly in, in my fundraising chapter. I literally say, what is the worst thing that someone can say to you? Now, uh, let's, let's be clear. There are mean, there are mean people and rude people, and that's going to happen in any way in the world, but it should not, that fear of the unknown should never stop you from doing this really wonderful work. You're not asking someone to do something, you know, hard. You're saying, I made this delicious dessert and I want to sell it and give a proceeds to charity. I mean, you'd have to be kind of a jerk. To, to close the door on you in, in that regard. And I think you're absolutely right. Overcoming this kind of fear, this imposter syndrome, like why are they going to support me? Do they, do they think my product is good enough or whatever? You will not know if you don't ask and you don't try. That's just the bottom line. What are your thoughts for scaling this? I mean, it seems like you're just kind of doing it in your own kitchen now. But as you were talking, I sort of had visions. Of course, me, I have visions of like, you could have a monthly subscription, right? Where I subscribe to your, you know, your your treats. And every month they support a different, it's a different treat and you support a different charity. And I just pay you monthly and it comes, you know, it comes to my house in a box. So I'm dreaming big for you. So what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people have like come up to me and said um, that one, I should like work more on, on the online kind of piece and making sure that's kind of getting spilled out and letting people know, but also like branching out into other things. So like baking mixes or like what you said about a newsletter. So kind of working on that front. Um, and then I'm just kind of looking to scale more locally because I have gotten involved in like, or I'm planning to get involved with like farmer markets, farmers markets or like local events. Like um, I recently did in May for Boys and Girls Club, I hosted an event where I sold the cookie bars and to like kids and adult, um, their parents and things like that. So it was a really cool opportunity, but um, just scaling on that point more than just that, but also other local events or other events around Connecticut rather than just my town. 
or, or small cafes, you know, places where they sell, they sell sweets that they're making. You could have a whole, a whole little section of your sweets. Again, any shop, any local, you know, independently owned shop is going to absolutely love this. And then, you know, another challenge, of course, is going to be your own, your own ability to keep up with demand, right? And to make sure that, and they're, these are baked goods, right? So they have to be fresh. So you can't bake something today and sell it on Sunday because it's not going to be good anymore. So, and you're a student, you're going to go back to school soon. This is a busy life that you lead. Um, and so you don't want to overcommit. But I don't know. I just think, it, um, you know, there's, there's so many wonderful opportunities here and it's such a sweet, you know, not to, no pun intended. It's just such a, a, you know, it's a really wonderful way to take something that you care about and to do something that you love and combine those two, which is, which is really, really fantastic. Wow. How can I work to make more of an impact rather than just like sharing the joy of like my treats to my friends? I can also do it on a larger scale and I, I can still make an impact even more than I'm already doing. So Absolutely. 100%. And I just love that you're focusing your efforts here in your fundraising on something that you actually care about, which is equity and justice. And it's not, you're not just sort of randomly giving money to any charity. You know, any charity would be happy to receive a donation from you, but you're really focusing these efforts on the thing that you really care about, which is how you're raising, raising that awareness. Well, Ike, I think it's just fantastic. Thank you. Just, <laughs> Thank you I would, so I much. cannot wait. To, I would love to come yes. to Connecticut and, and, <laughs> buy some treats, you know, and if you, if you do end up shipping or online ordering, you, you sign me up. I am all about that. That's fantastic. Can you tell everybody where they can learn more and follow and maybe order cookies yes. someday? So my social media is, I have this, it is community cookie bars on Instagram, no three M's, two M's. Um, and then <laughs> on TikTok, it's community.cookies and on YouTube, it's community cookies. And then I also have a website communitycookies.myshopify.com. Perfect. And I will have all of this information in the show notes for our listeners so they can go in there and order some cookies, which is what I will be doing. Listen, EK, I'm wishing you the best of luck. I know seeing your year can be kind of stressful. I have every confidence that you are going to be very, very Thank successful, you so much. Um, both, both in the college process and in life. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always, be kind.